Yo, let it go for a long. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another hot fire episode of the Audible Podcast. I'm your host, the Woody, the Woldster. If it was 1984, and I was hanging out with Ferris Bueller. Uh, welcome back to another episode. Appreciate y'all uh, coming by, stopping by once again for this greatness. Um, it's been a fantastic time watching the. I've been watching NBA playoffs. Uh, hating on teams in the NBA playoffs. You know, once my team lose, the hate get cranked up. Uh, it, we crank that head up to about 425. I want to see it burn. I'm trying to see the pizza cook in three minutes. Not 13. Sometimes take longer than that. It used to be like 20 minutes. You got to put it on low. You know, I used to do that with frozen pizzas. You throw them holes in there. You put that bitch on 400. And expect it to cook quicker. It's going to cook quicker. Uh, but that bitch going to blow up in the oven. I want to thank y'all for just coming by. We don't know what episode it is, per usual. I, don't, I haven't known the episode uh, since, like, episode six or seven. First of all, what I want y'all to do, go to CrossTheStreams.com. We got a whole lot of podcasts. Jesus Christ. We got a whole lot of podcasts on just about everything. Um, when it comes to anything, uh, movies, Spider-Man talk, comedy, um, uh, geez, yeah, we, it's, comedy podcast, food podcast, it's everything now. Check it out. Let's get into this show. So, who? What should I talk about first? So, we, we we've had uh, some glorious times. I want to talk about. We're gonna do some some UFC. Uh, unfortunately for me, y'all, I don't. Uh, when it's time to podcast, it's just time. Sometimes you just wake up right here at three o eight, um, in the a.m. And you'd be like, you know what? I should probably do one of these. First thing I want to discuss is the NBA, right? So, in podcast past, it's even titled, was the initial hate and the weaning off and the apology from me to Luka Doncic, right? So, this is this is this is audio proof. This is in a library of Congress. All these podcasts are stored uh, next to Nixon files. Actually, it actually is. When Luca first came in, um, I remember somebody telling me, "Dog, you just don't like him because he's white." I'm like, "Dog, no, uh, this nigga is from Slovenia." Uh, I just don't respect it. This is where uh, Dracula come from. Why would I? Why would I care about a dude that's only played over there, and he from the same castle Dracula from? Why? Why would I care? Right? Instantly, <laughs> instantly proven wrong. Uh, Luka Doncic seems to be uh, an all timer. You know, in, in my and this is one of the things of being a fan of a, of a team that's trash for so long is that you just get to see the difference on what a 
uh, a good player is a role player. You appreciate all of it. it. It is what it is. A good player, role player, good player, very good player, a great player, and superstar. There's there's a lot of different tiers. Luca is instantly in the superstar level, and let me tell you what a superstar is. A superstar does one thing. A superstar is gonna get you to the playoffs. No matter what. And a superstar is going to at least win you a playoff series or two, right? So, I am more than sure Luka has won more playoff series than Anthony Davis did for the Pelicans. I'm more than sure because Pelicans only won one. That was against Portland. I think he's already won. They beat Clippers. Yeah, he's already they, he's already passed that, right? So, and his Dallas roster is not as good as no fucking uh, Reggie Bullock. I'm not sitting there thinking this out. Fucking Reggie Bullock and Finney Smith. I like Finney Smith. I like Reggie Bullock. Uh, Dinwiddie, they cool. Brunson is cool. Cleveland Powell, like these are not. You know what I mean? Like they play hard, but. It's it's not it's not another great player on a on a squad with him. So for them to be drunk into the playoffs, uh, not by their feet, by the the front collar of their shirt, they're like a four or five seed. They're not sneaking in a seven eight with just Luca. And this is the difference. This is the difference with superstar players. Um, they come in. They go against Utah. They go down against Utah. They still beat Utah, no Luka. They won like two games without Luka. Because they just have a bunch of players that play real tough and play real hard. And uh, they seem to have pretty good coaching. They seem to have... You know, Jason Kidd is... I was going to say he's one of those players not really talked about. He's talked about a lot. He's He's known... As one of the best point guards. Um, so, of course, uh, the, the point guard point of view, the division point of view is totally different than anybody else on the court because you control everything. So, uh, usually the game is a lot slower. What, what? Uh, Jason Kidd draft year. What year was Jason Kidd drafted? Because it seems like Jason Kidd, 1994. So, Jason Kidd, he came in... Uh, a year before Kevin Garnett. I think that's maybe a, two years before Kobe. I think that's two years before Kobe. And he was the number two pick by Dallas. I think he started off with Dallas and ended with Dallas. Um, and I coaches Dallas. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, Glenn Robinson, Grant Hill was number three. Damn, that's kind of crazy. Jason Kidd got drafted before Grant Hill. Danielle Marshall, Juwan Howell was number five. Sharon Wright. Trying to see. All right, so I'm looking at like the top ten, right? Look at this top ten from 94. This is Glenn Robinson, Jason Kidd, Grant Hill. And we we see it from perspective now. Danielle Marshall is number four uh, by the Timberwolves. Jesus Christ, Timberwolves. Juwan Howard, Sharon Wright, number six, Lamont Murray, number seven, Brian Grant, Eric Montrose, number nine, and number 10, Eddie Jones. Um, 
I'm trying to look through at least like the first 30 picks, 30 uh, players, just to see if there's anybody. Jalen Rose at 13. Yinka Dare. Jesus, I remember Yinka Dare at number 14. Um, There is nobody here that was like a, a first or second rounder that turned out to be better than everybody else. No, hell no. Jesus Christ. It's a, see, and, and looking at this list is why the European players throw me off. Zeko Rebraka. This dude's from Yugoslavia. He's from Yugoslavia. These dudes, Andre Fedosov. He's from uh, he's from Russia. That's what I'm gonna get. That's what that's what throw me off with these European players. But um again, there is a difference. And seeing it from Jason Kidd's point of view, so why I went to look up Jason Kidd's draft is these players that, and I, I wish there was more interviews on them, but that's what I really should be doing. I, I, I should be just talking to people about shit like this uh, instead of talking to myself about shit like this. It's a weird kind of spectrum for cats like Kobe Garnett um, Grant Hill was—he's mostly injured, but he's there. Jason Kidd, from the guys that kind of got drafted during and during that little pause in the Jordan era, like '93, '96, there was—that's the active Jordan era. But '94, '95, he was gone. So you coming into a league with no Jordan, and two years later, oh, this nigga's back. So you—he probably played him. And he probably lost to the Bulls because they were still a tough team. They were still a good team. They still won like 60 games. Um, I believe 60 games without Jordan. Well, now he's back. So you get this little perspective of cats that was in the, the Jordan era in the middle as it ended. And then the Laker era. And then the LeBron era. You know what I mean? Like, these, you have these great players that fall under so much uh such a, a dominant umbrella of what the you know the narrative i'm just like naming the narrative the bulls era the, the lakers era which is like you know three four years and then lebron is, is pretty much a lebron era then we got some heatles and there's really no errors it's really nothing it's really like it's pretty much just lebron um i'm trying to think of the spurs spurs don't have error. It's just the it's just the Spurs. It's just around because it was around in the nineties. It was around in the two thousands. It was around in the in in the twenty tens. Um, so they just kind of spread across everything. But it's just to me, it's a different perspective of cast that got to play during the Jordan era. They played against Kobe. They played against LeBron. They they and 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 that like maybe within ten or twelve years. Jason Kidd and Kevin Garnett, Kobe, these guys got to compete against Jordan. They got to compete against LeBron. Kobe and them got their own little thing going on. Jason Kidd lost to them uh, one of the years when he was with, with the Nets. But um, seeing him coach this team, and Lucas already got it. But to have, what, a top? Five point guard all time, top three to five point guard, depending on you asking all time. To have that there with you, I think it's just 
absolutely invaluable. And uh, I remember a quote uh, I seen yesterday. It's from, it's from 2019 when LeBron was saying that um, Jason Kidd, 19 was the was the year before the bubble, before COVID. Yeah, that's when the season first started. Um, the COVID year, the bubble year. And he says that Jason Kidd, he seems, is probably the only person that looks at the the game with the same amount of clarity as he does. LeBron said this. And uh, part of that was bullshit. Part of that was him wanting him to be the Lakers coach. Um, I'm starting to think that the Suns owner was was, was correct. Uh, Solver, the, these niggas need a nigga. It, it just seems like uh, the, the players are responding well. Well, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a black coach thing. I think it's a former player coach thing. Um, recent player coach thing because a lot of the young black coaches they getting it instantly. The cat from uh Boston, I didn't even know this nigga played in the NBA. I, you know, pardon me. Uh, and he's married to Neil Long, so Jesus Christ, this this motherfucker got it made already. Uh, but but cats like that, so I'm wondering why, why Sam Cassell didn't get his shot yet. Um, I always say the same thing when it comes to um, you know. Certain coaches or black coaches or any type of coaches getting a shot. Alvin Gentry is is probably gonna get another uh, go at it. Uh, Mike Brown just got hired for the Sacramento Kings, and you wanna? I want to sit in and squander uh, these guys' opportunity. I, I can, I can, I, I I am going to. I don't mean to be uh, malicious about it. I guess. Uh, but how many times are we gonna see Mike Brown fucking coach? How many times are we gonna see this nigga lose? The Lakers shit, the Cleveland shit. Uh, oh, like it, it feels like the Warriors. It's it's kind of like the uh, what Bama do when Bama bring in some old NFL coach that's just trash, and then he goes under Bama, and then. They look good, but it's really Bama. And then they get a fucking NFL job again, like uh, O'Brien, who fucked up the Texans. He gets a job in Alabama. He's getting offers to come back in the NFL. What? This nigga was a coach. It was terrible. Became a GM. was terrible. And went to a school that don't even need nobody there. You could just have saving and some skeletons. You could probably just have some skeletons at this point. Just have one of the skeletons talk like uh, Saban. Put Saban on the intercom, tape it to the skeleton chest, and let him sit at home, watch the game, and coach it. And they'll probably still win the championship. Uh, So the same coaches are getting the same opportunities, and it's happening with football too. The same black coaches. It's the same old guard. The same old guard. And it just keeps happening. So, uh, getting back to this kid, getting back to the Mavericks. Luca getting that perspective is great. Um, we're gonna see how good of a how good of a a coach uh, Jason Kidd has really become. We're starting to see it now. We'll see it in the next couple years. Um, because in Milwaukee, there was decent at best. I know Giannis is not not Giannis now, but. Um, they were trash. Uh, so 
but we'll see how that go. When it comes to Phoenix, um, you know, you see a couple days ago, I called them front runners, right? Before uh, game, like game five, actually, it's not a couple days, but it's been weeks. Uh, is that the game five? I seen a tweet a couple days ago, and I called them front runners. And uh, I knew that from a Pelicans game, and you can see the heart outside these dudes' chests. It's just waiting to get ripped out. You can you can look at them and tell well how they acted with the Pelicans because look, it's Pelicans is, is trash. It's a playing team. It, it it was a little bit of excitement, but uh, what's this dude Graham Devontae Graham? Um, this man got traded for a first-round pick, and he's not even in, like, the rotation, a playoff rotation. They had a rookie, Herb Jones, Herb Jones, and Jose Alvarado, who was this was his first time in the, even in the NBA. This, I don't even know where this nigga come from. I don't even know where this nigga played at. If he was in G League or college, which I have no idea. Um. He put that with C.J. McCollum, who just got traded. He's been there a couple months. Brandon Mangum, who just coming into his own. But he's been banged up pretty much all year with injury. This nigga's been injured all year. But he's played a lot of games. He's, he looks like he's been playing through injuries. But there's been some spans of him missing four games straight, five games, two games. You know what I mean? Like, So he's been banged up. Um, Valanchun is there. It's, it's all a – nobody there. I feel like nobody there has been there for three years. Nobody on the team has been there three years. Uh, so when you have this team and you see them start to just pull a quit out of the Suns, there was no way the Pelicans were supposed to win two games. It's a fucking one versus eight. You would you go to game six? You go to game six against the Pelicans. That's what I already knew. Um, so I figured Phoenix didn't have the heart. Um, you could tell from Booker's face. He he's the the ultimate front runner. I like Book as a as a player. He's the ultimate front runner. Like he's the ultimate crybaby. It, it it's on his face. Like it, it's literally tattooed on his face when things are not going well. He has no poker face. Um, he can visibly he look like he's about to cry. Uh, so he doesn't have a poker face. Chris Paul is the same way when it comes to these games. It just don't happen. It's just. Shits don't happen. This is history. It's not a um it's it's not a, a ability thing. It's just history. This was supposed to happen. This is like year 17. They they were they were down 46. And that's not even the worst you've ever been down in a playoff game. You can add 20 more points to that. So Things like that just don't happen. Um, when you when you're nut kicking, you're elbowing guys in the face. Um, the refs, uh, Pat Beverly, kind of brought that up in this uh, hater of the year rant uh, yesterday. The the knick knack files, nobody calls it. Um, and to me, the the main thing we're gonna discuss. I gotta get into this. The main thing is the nut kicking, right? Now, we've seen Chris Paul do it a lot. He's done it throughout his whole career, so this is his M.O. Draymond Green has done it through his whole career, so this is his M.O. This is just what they do. This is just how the type of people are they are. Actually, I'm not going to say this is what they do, because as 
as men kicking people in the nuts, kicking kicking niggas in the nuts is just some some wrestling shit. Like dudes don't actually do that. Like I, I need y'all to process this. I think in the name of basketball, we just see a dirty play. And we be like, oh, man, he tried to kick this man. He kicked this man. Now, she just did it again. But think about it, dog. When is the last time, you know, everybody don't have fights and physical altercations every day, every week, every month, every even year. But who thinks about kicking somebody in the nuts? Am I, nigga, is this 1997? Are you China? Is this the WWF? Like, who? I'm really trying to, after, like, Sit people down, and I'm like, dog, like, think of the anger that you have for another person, another um, somebody you want to fight, or you thought about fighting. Maybe it was a road rage incident. Maybe it was a somebody cut anything. Not even actual something real. Just something that you felt. Because so, how you feeling, and what's actually going on is the same thing when it's in your head. It's the exact same thing. So the process. These dudes kicking dudes in the nuts in the middle of the air on a basketball court. What kind of you're not even a good person? I'm trying to like I'm really I'm really I'm dead serious. Like we going in the air for a rebound, dog. And you thinking about kicking me in the nuts? Mid-air? Chris Paul, Chris Kamen, he he grabbed Chris Kamen nuts and, and squeezed him and turned him. What? So, th- this is what really confuses me about people like this. Draymond with the weird leg, the ballet leg, the 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 the, the, the eye pokes are great. Just not a good person. Chris Paul, elbowing dudes in the face. Like I don't, I really can't process. I can't think of any any time I wanted to kick somebody in the balls at. It's really a scumbag. Like uh, women won't understand this. It's really a a scumbag point of view when you. It's just a man on man. Like it, it, it's not even punches somebody in the face, slap me in the face, slam them through a table, slam them through concrete. Something forceful. Kicking somebody in the nuts. It's such a whole thing to do. And um, when it happened to Alvarado, when Chris Paul kicked Alvarado in the nuts, uh, he, I believe he did it to Herb Jones as well. Pushed Herb Jones down. These are rookies. These are first-year players. So I saw the writing on the wall from then. Um, And it, and Dallas just finished them off, uh, and they finished them off in the best way. I'm glad they lost by forty, or they was down sixty. Um, so I'm glad they lost by that much, or they deserve to lose by that much. And uh, obviously, them niggas they need a nigga. So uh, see you next year. Uh, it, the, it, I just can't wrap my head around that, dog. Like I'm dead serious. It's really a a, a serious issue. Um, because th- they just playing basketball. This ain't Mutant League, nigga. This ain't, like, they're on an NBA, dog. They're in an arena packed with 30,000 fans. 
The front row fans paid $10,000. These dudes are getting paid $30 million just basketball. $20, $30 million a year. Like, nigga, imagine getting a... Imagine making... Imagine getting a check every week for like $2.8 million. That's basically what these niggas be getting. Like, when the contract add up, that's what it all add up to. Like, it's... Kicking a man in the nuts. Man, spit in his face, fight him, punch him in the face. Secret nut kicking? Oh, my goodness. This will, it, it really grinds my gears, man. That just pissed me off. Like, just thinking about it pissed me off like a, a, a bad driver. Speaking of bad drivers, I'm starting to see old people on phones. Give us a break, man. Give us a break. You're 71. You're on the road anyway. We should be like Japan where we mock people cause who's elderly. So I just know to go around you. I know to avoid you. I know to just let you do your own thing. Let's get back to basketball. So the next matchup is going to be Dallas against Golden State. Um, I am... I am almost certain we're about to get another Dallas Heat finals. And Dallas won't win this one. I just don't see excuse me with Golden State. Um and the same thing is about to apply with Golden State that I'm gonna apply for Phoenix, right? Y'all lost by fifty five. I had to hit the table when I said that. I don't bet, I don't, I don't place no faith. I don't care who won a team. I don't care how many championships they won. This season, for me, the Warriors, it's over. I don't care if they get to the final. I'm going to have to see them actually win the shit. A nigga going to have to raise that trophy up. For me to actually be like, okay, the Warriors did it. Because losing by 55. In a playoff game where the best player wasn't even on the team. I don't care who on court. I don't care it's because of Moody. Next game, they started Looney. Come on, man. Looney averaged six points. So, I have Dallas winning that series. Um... I have Miami beating uh, uh, Boston in, ooh, I don't know. Ugh. Has there ever been, and you know, the reason why I'm, I'm thinking it's another uh, Dallas-Miami finals because finals, duplicated finals seems to just be an NBA thing. Um, It's been like 10 years. It's probably the 10-year season since Dirk and them won it. The, I think it was the 11-12 season. So it's probably it's been 10 years. So it, it seems with a new coach, and that coach was also there when they won it, when they won the, the finals 10 years ago. Um, of course, Dirk is at every playoff game. It just seems fitting. Uh, whether it's 
coincidental with maybe I'm just making up things. It just seems fitting that Dallas would be the ones to go to the finals. Um, I picked Miami just because I think they're a tougher team with a lot of scoring and a lot of defense. And I think that Boston can be nullified. Milwaukee just wasn't going to be the motherfuckers to do it. I mean, you know, aside from the Middleton thing, if you look at, put it like this, even when Middleton was there last year in the finals, I, I, and I should look up Yannis' stats, but I know he, the 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 game six, he had like 40 and 20. Um, Game six, that was game six in the finals last year. He had like 40 and 25. Game six, in the series they just lost against Boston, you're like 40 and 25. Look, man, I understand Drew Holiday plays great defense, a fantastic defense, amazing defense. Giannis can't score every motherfucker. He can't, you can't go 40 and 25 every game. We're so used to Giannis' stats already. Like, this ain't even been... LeBron shit. Like even LeBron, LeBron stats to these day, to, to this day, still like shocks people. Oh, LeBron had 38, 8 and 6. You know what I mean? Like he's always had them numbers. For he's averaged that. It's probably his average at this point. You know, probably like 28, 8 and 8, or 28, 6 and 7, whatever. Probably could have went down a little bit, but he averages that. For his career, he's always had that. And Giannis, it's been like three, four years of like 40 and 18, 30, 30 and 18, 30 and 16. And we have no regard for it. It, it, It's so normal now that when they lose, the slander just pile up. But dog, if, if I'm putting up 20 and 20, at least, at the, at, at, he's putting up 20 and 15 at the very least. That's the floor. That's probably, that's probably just average. He probably average, he probably average 30 and 15. But the lowest you're going to get out of Giannis in the playoff is 20 and 20 and 12. That's a trash, bare minimum trash. But you can't expect a dude. To put up 40 and 20 every fucking game in every series, though. Even when Middleton is there. Matter of fact, he ended the, the, the finals. This nigga had like 50 and 20. With one leg. So, as much as this uh, uh, not having Middleton thing to just balance in the scoring and spread the floor. Really, spread the floor. Because Drew is not a, a great three-point shooter. He's not a great shooter. He's good in the mid-range. He can kind of get to the cup. He's not a great three-point shooter. Uh, and even if since that, it's not consistent. It's not something you can count on. Um, what do like? What do we expect out of Giannis, though? How can we, you know, and, and it's, it's like LeBron. It's like LeBron. But Giannis doesn't have the – he's not playing point guard. Well, he is playing point guard. He's playing more like fucking point center. 
um, I like if you doing if you putting up 40, 25, 4 and two, like, and Wes Matthews is playing twenty eight minutes. I'm not looking at this. I'm trying. I'm just thinking of it for when I saw it. Wes Matthews playing 20, 28 minutes. This nigga got three points. Bobby Porter's played like twenty minutes, twenty two minutes. This nigga had like eight points. Um, Drew had like in the last game. I think he had like maybe seventeen. Um, in the game six, Drew maybe had like twenty four. Like I, I'm not saying Drew Holiday should be putting up forty every night, but nigga, put up forty some nights. Like I, when the last time, I, and I understand he's a great, fat, a great defensive player, but you're the number two on the team. Nigga, Matisse Thibault can play great defense. That nigga comes off the bench. Ben Simmons plays great defense. But the number two player, especially when Middleton's not there, and and I like Middleton, but think about all the other number twos in the league. On the the elite, in, in Golden State, you can pick Jordan Poole or Clay. Would you have rather have Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, or Chris Middleton? Okay, if you go to, um, let's say the let's say the Pelicans with Zion, would you have rather have C.J. McCollum, a Brandon Ingram, or Chris Middleton? If you go to, and I'm not, and Chris Middleton is not a bad player. I'm just comparing the other number twos and the other number twos who could be two. I don't know if Jordan Poole, Clay is not healthy, so I won't call you know. Jordan Poole the number two there. But Clay, when Clay is full, full on, Clay is the number two, motherfucker. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to compare. And it's just not the same. That's just like uh, Giannis' MVP year. I said this when everybody was, was uh, the first MVP year, when everybody said should have been LeBron, should have been LeBron. Like, just like with Jokic this year, most valuable player. The second best player. On the Lakers was Anthony Davis, nigga. <laughs> this nigga was a top five player that year. And the second best player for the Buck was Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, again, he's not a bad player. He's not a top five player either. Or a top ten player. Philly, James Harden, even though it was a different James Harden. James Harden still averaged like nine assists. Thank somebody with Giannis that averaged nine assists. And seven rebounds. And right now, it held about 20 points. But that's nine assists. Uh, Miami, the number two, is bam. That's not the same play style. But let's say if it was Jimmy. You got Jimmy Butler and Giannis roaming the court. Oh, nigga, uh, shut everything down. Because Jimmy can triple doubles. He can pass. He can assist. He can run with the ball. That's defense everywhere. So, um, I think Giannis is 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 so good and so great. We're already at that level, like LeBron with him, and this is even more ridiculous for Le- than LeBron because was well, not that ridiculous. LeBron's pretty ridiculous, but to me, a nigga getting 12, 16, 20 rebounds, like what? What more? What? God damn! I gotta pop the popcorn, nigga. I'm making the nachos. I'm, I, I'm pickling the jalapenos myself. I got the jaws in the car. 
What else do a nigga need to do? To get some respect. Um, so, uh, saying all that, um, I think Miami can handle Boston. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really tough series. I think this motherfucker might be some kind of 82-88 score type of games. Because um, I just don't see either one going crazy like this. Um, and, and like I said, I can't pick Golden State. Just I just can't. You, you lose by 55, I can't pick you. But Dallas and Miami... In the finals, it seems pretty good. I got a little tenfold hat. We'll talk about it if it happened. Uh, excuse me. We'll talk about it if it happened. I got a little tenfold hat uh, about um, the NBA, NFL rewarding uh, Texas teams uh, secretly. Uh, we'll talk conspiracy later. But um, I think a cast like Luca. Cast like Giannis, um, cast like Trey Young. We'll say Trey Young too. Um, these young guys that could just drag an entire team to the playoffs on their back. Uh, th- those are those are uh, superstars, abundant superstars. I think I think Luka's a superstar already. I think Trey Young is at the door, superstar. I think Jason Tatum is a superstar already. I don't know what's going on, but. Uh, these boys in the East Conference Finals and Jason Tatum. Last time I checked, uh, let's see. Last time I checked, this nigga is twenty four, and they've been going. They've been he got drafted in twenty seventeen, so they've been grinding in the playoffs for like four years now. So the experience is already there. So. I mean, look out for Boston, man. You know, this is one of the one of the craziest things where where Boston is. Boston um, formerly had a coach, and this coach, there was a poll done. Um, I think maybe by ESPN, but there was a poll done where there was a two scoops, two handfuls of general managers in the NBA that said that they would choose that coach over any superstar player. Let me, let's just say it's two scoops. That says 13, 14 teams. You can already have an idea who some of those teams are. They said they would rather have a coach. We ain't talking Phil Jackson. I say Red Arbach. There's one particular coach who's now in the front office, that they would choose him over any superstar player. I'm about to flip the table. Now and I just said to myself, my hands literally went under the table just now. I just said it out loud. And this was said in like 2018. It's just, this ain't 2012. This ain't, 20, this ain't 2002. Uh. So it's really a, a difference on how the level of play of Boston went up once that coach decided to get out the way. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm really excited for all these teams. 
Uh, good for Miami because Miami has been injured. Spolstra is a Spolstra. I know Miami Williams and the Suns did just a fantastic job of 64 wins. But Miami was injured the entire year. Like, these niggas was hurt all year. And and I know this because you, when you're playing DraftKings, you're gambling. You, you see all these lineups. You see a random lineup. It's Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. That's how they know these dudes can play now because they've been playing them the whole year. Because everybody been hurt. That's why they know these dudes can play now. That's why when you see a star lineup in the playoffs, you be like, who the fuck is Gabe Struess? Who's Max Vincent? Who's these? That's the niggas that's been stepping up. Caleb Martin, that's the niggas that's been ste- stepping up throughout the season. When Jimmy had to go out, a Bam had to go out, or uh a, a, a hero who's hero has been in and out too. Kyle Lowry's been in and out. They main four players. And at least missed 20 games apiece. At least. They made four players at least miss 20 games. They, they, they had to miss 20 games. Um, so that brings up the continuity of Miami. That's why I think Miami is such a favorite. Because when you have these deals, like I said, dude, you got role players that's been playing all year, stepping up. They was like number they was number one seed in the East, number either one or two. With Max Vincent and Gabe Struess, Deadman stepping in, you know, come in, pop a little shots, pop, pop, pop. Like, that's why I really uh, want to make them the favorites and um, them versus the Mavericks, but real cool. So, we're moving on. What I want to do, I want to talk about the UFC, too. And uh, we've had the last two weeks, we got another week of fights. Jesus Christ, who's fighting this week? Um, yeah, I'm really excited about, you know, I, I haven't even been watching, uh, watching basketball at all. I'm just liking the, the drama of basketball, the drama of basketball um, is a lot more fun. Dude, Jalen, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Devin Book is older than Luka Doncic. I'm looking at this. I looked up Jason Tatum age. He's a year older than Luka. Jalen, Jalen Brown, two years older than Luka. Devin Booker is two years older than Luca. The league is in trouble for a while. <laughs> Yo, the league is in trouble for a while, dog. Like Tatum is a top seven player. Luca's a top seven player right now in the league. These both top seven players. And he's 23 and 24. Shit is real out here. But Let's get to the UFC. Um, a couple weeks ago, Jesus. Uh, we had Charles Oliveira, and he beat, uh, he submitted Justin Gaethje. Which was just a, a super conf- confusing thing. It, it was a very confusing fight. So we'll talk about uh, Rackage, Tanner's ACL in the middle of the goddamn fight. And uh, Blahovic celebrating like he just got a TKO. I turned my head and looked back, seeing one dude on the ground. Like, oh shit, he knocked him down. Oh, he knocked him out. He's celebrating. He didn't. He didn't do that. Um, the first thing I want to discuss was Justin Gaethje, right? So Justin Gaethje fights Khabib. 
and he gets, I would say, easily submitted. Right? He goes against Dustin Poirier. I believe he was he was stopped against Poirier. He goes against Charlo Oliveira, who we all know as a fact, because it is a fact, because in the history books, has the most submissions, submission victories in UFC history. He's very dangerous on the feet. He's very reckless on the feet because he doesn't care. Because you're gonna have to knock him clean out. And when if it because if it go if it drop it go to the ground, you're gonna have to jump down there with him. So if you don't have the tools to handle him down there, you have to let him get back up. So this is the confusing part. Was Justin Gaethje's plan? To just knock Oliveira unconscious? Was that his only plan for victory? Is to knock him unconscious. Because he dropped him two or three times. And backed up. So, (laughs) he's a former wrestler. Wrestlers have great control when it comes to grappling. It's with fucking wrestlers. That's what they do. I'm not sure his jujitsu level. But it's very confusing to me how you think you could just come into the fight, <laughs> knock him down, and back up to let him get... What the fuck? What the fuck was the game plan? What's the fucking exit's nose? How how can you be scared to jump on his ass? He knocked him down three times. Two for sure. Three was probably, I think he was playing a little, he playing fish. I think it was a little fake knockout. But did he really go into that fight? Plan him to just knock him out, and that's it. That seems very confusing to me. Um, and that's probably not a great thing to do. Uh, it's, it's very confusing. Uh, Michael Chandler, our Michael Chandler, called Tony Ferguson with a, a, just a Flintstone foot to the face. And um, it was fantastic. Let's talk about the fights this week, because we got some good fights this week. And um, the main event, Holly, Holly Holm is back. Holly, well, that's time Holly Holm for Holly Holm probably ain't fighting. She beat Ariana Ardania. I like Ariana Ardania. She punched hard as shit. Yeah, she won by TKO last fight. She punched hard as shit. So the last fight for Holly Holm was in 2020. So Holly Holm hasn't fought uh, in about a year and a half. And she's fighting Ketlin Vieira. Ketlin Vieira is a... God damn, she got a lot of decisions. Okay, she's just an MMA person, personality. But she lost to Yuna Kuznaya. Wait a minute. Did Irene Aldani just beat up Yuna Kuznaya? She TKO'd her in like 20 seconds. All right, this is going to be a very confusing fight. So, MMA math doesn't always add up, right? Actually, MMA math, about 80% of the time, maybe 70% of the time, 
does not add up. Saying that this person be this person, should, so that person should be this person. Like, oh, you lost to them, I beat them, so I should. So that person beat me and needs to beat them. You know what I mean? God damn it. Confuse myself just now. But when it comes to certain fighters in the UFC, it's a safe bet. So Holly Holm beat Irina Danya in a decision. It's a five-round decision or a three-round decision? A five-round decision. Irina Danya is a big power puncher. She, she, she goes for the knockout. She beat Yuna Kaskaya in her last fight. So Holly beats Irene, who's a dangerous fighter. She kills people. Irene goes and beats Yuna in 30 seconds. Ketlin Vieta is fighting Holly home. Two fights ago, she lost to Yuna Kaskaya. Nah, Yana Kaskaya. I'm gonna see Holly Holm is gonna win this fight. I think it's I think for MMA man, I'm gonna apply this shit. Um can we can we parlay this motherfucker? What's the what's the odds on this? Um yeah, we don't have to say that Holly Holm's gonna win this fight. Now it might be by decision. But I think Holly Holm will win the fight. Let's see if we can find some uh, UFC on this little thing here. Turner Sports Combat Sports UFC. Let's check the odds on this. Minus 230. Okay. That's a good price. That's a good price. Yeah. That's, that's a good price. Okay. So, Santinicchio. <laughs> uh, Santiago Panzanibio. Uh, versus Michael Pieta. Okay. Uh, so first thing, uh, Michael Pieta, he's he's one of the last four. He's crazy. Uh, Santiago Pantanibus from Argentina, he's crazy as well, right? So Pantanibio was like 10-0 at one point. Um, he stopped a bunch of people. He was winning decisions. He was just winning every fight. And then all of a sudden, he came back. He was out for a long. He was out for three years. And he lost to the leech. He got knocked out in the first round by the leech. Then he comes back, and he wins against uh, Caramel Thunder, uh, Miguel Baeza. Baeza is a little bit of scared. So I count these. To, he's lost two by TKO. I count these. As good wins for Ponsonibio. Um he last he beat Nell Magna in 2018. Um but his his strength of schedule is a lot harder than Mikel Pieta, right? So remember the last time we talked about strength of schedule when it comes to the UFC. Fighting the leech, losing. Fighting uh Miguel Baez, three round decision, winning, and losing a split decision to Jeff Neal, who's very good. To me, means a little bit more than anybody Mikel Pajeda has fought. All right? Just means a lot more. 
But I'm going to ask that you just don't pick a favorite in this. Who is the favorite in this? It's even. That's what I figured be even. The best bet for this fight. We're going to do three fights. The best bet for this fight is will this fight go to distance? And that's a plus 120 for no. This fight won't go to distance. Um, I think that's the best bet for this fight. There's no way these niggas are going three rounds. They are both crazy. Um, uh, next fight, uh, Chidi Njukani. I think he won his last. Yeah, he won his last three. Won his last two in the UFC. Gets Dusko. Not too familiar with this cat. I see some of the people he's lost to. It'd be Mikey Peloto. This man's name is Coconut Bombs. Uh, I think in this fight, we're going to go with Chidi. Uh, what's the odds? It won't be good. We won't be betting a lot on this. Uh, I would actually skip this fight. Yeah, minus 210, that seems, yeah. I would actually skip the fight. I would actually not uh, not bet on this at all. If you're going to be betting on anything, uh, I would probably pass on this. And let's do one more fight. We'll look at... Probably not a banger. Let's look at the uh, banger right here. Uh, Eric Anders is uh, Junyoung Park. John Park is out of Korea, I believe. Yeah, he's this from Korea. The June always. Young Park. I don't know why Young Park made me think Korea, but he is Korean. He's Korean. Um, he, He's going to get Aragandas, right? So, Aragandas, this is another fight where... Actually, let me go back to Junior Park. Right, so this is one of the fights I like to identify. If you look at... Junior Park has been fighting the UFC since 2019, right? First fight, he loses by submission. Next three fights are decisions that he wins. And then he loses by in KO in his last fight, right? Eric Anders, a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. Um, the last four fights, he loses the decision. Um, he catches the legal knee. So there's no contest. He beats Darren Stewart in that rematch. Very wrong fight. And he loses to Andre... Uh, uh, Munez, who's uh, just a, a, a submission specialist, basically. Um, again, I think the best bet for this is, will this fight go to distance? And the answer is no, at plus 140. Um, so some of my best bets, I think the two best bets uh, actually would be Santiago Ponzinibbio. Versus uh, Mikel Pajeda to not go the distance at plus 120. I think that's a really good price. And Eric Anders and Jung-Yong Park to not go the distance at plus 140. You can put them together. Um, you can parlay these motherfuckers. If you parlay them, it'll give you uh, plus 428. Which means if you put $10 on it, you win $42. If you put $25 on it, you win $107. Um, I think those are the best bets. Uh, I'll be watching it tonight. And I'll follow up uh, on the podcast on Sunday, reviewing it. And um, 
I want y'all to check out my YouTube. Been putting up some YouTube, some videos on my YouTube, gaming videos, uh, UFC videos. I talked about the last card uh, on there. Um, I'm just kind of keep up and match the energy between my YouTube and between the podcast. Keep going, but again, appreciate y'all stopping by. It's about to be real hot. Literally, it's about to be real hot. Uh, we got text messages and emails saying that the power grid could go off. So it's literally could be real hot, 96 degrees with no heat for two months. Thank you very much, Texas. Aha!